0: Game
1: over. Right, I'm going to have one last go on this before I record Game. the show. This is going to be the one. Game Damn it. over.
0: Again. Game Damn over.
1: Again. Game Damn over. Again. Last go. This is the last go. Promise myself this. 3 seconds off a new PB. Mine. Yeah. over. Oh. 10.33 seconds and I died. Well, that means I can have just Again. one more go. Oh, dang
0: it! Again.
1: Right, this is it. This is the final one. It's just a shame that the music is just so... Game dang over. it!
0: One eternity later.
1: Again. Right then, this is it. This is the one. And we're... No! No! Oh, my phone battery's just died. So I suppose I should really start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very delayed version of the Rampant Mumblings. I've got two excuses. Number one, Apple released Hexagon as their app of the week, and it's hellishly addictive. Do not play it if you value your sanity or you want to keep some spare time for yourself. And number two, I had a bit of a a cycling accident uh, about two weeks ago now. I decided that on a wet day in a particular town that had a bit of diesel and a bit of grit, that so I was going to try and conquer my fear of this particular corner. Turns out I was fearful for a reason, because moments later, as I was yelling Strava and trying to be a personal best, I was then yelling, Oh blast, gosh darn it, what the blinking hell is happening, as my bike slid out from underneath me. I landed on my thigh, the pedal, and then smashed my shoulder into the floor. And believe you me, that's been quite painful. So I've been on painkillers for the last week and it's pretty much, well, it's pretty much put pay to any productivity for the last week. But hopefully I'm back. This is just going to be a very quick episode as I should hopefully have a guest on with me later on this week to do a proper show. So bear with me on this one, because of course, we will have Nemo's Hardware Store. But first... A story about getting hacked. I've never had a password incident where anything that I've owned has been hacked before. Well, as you know, that's a lie. I think the last time was about 15 odd years ago when I used to procure rooms talking about wrestling, the WWE kind. Well, WWF back then, if we're going to get proper about it. But it's been a few years since I've been hacked recently. And so... Two weeks ago, I was just fiddling around with my DNS settings and proxy settings and I got an email from Netflix in Portuguese thinking, okay, well, I'm not too worried about that. That's just probably them picking up that I've set my region to Brazil. Then I went into my Netflix account and noticed that one of my icons had changed. I'm thinking, okay, that may be regionalization. And I left it until yesterday when I went into Netflix and... Try to view some content and realize I could only view children's content. Nothing wrong with that, but I was trying to find Alphas or The Expanse. By the way, if you haven't seen it, it's on the Sci-Fi channel. Watch The Expanse. It's brilliant. There's shades of Detective Noir in it, there's shades of Battlestar Galactica and maybe a little bit of Lost, I might say. Maybe not so much Lost, but it's really, really good. Anyways, not being able to read Portuguese... I decided to contact Netflix app to say, can you help? Uh, My language is all screwy. Uh, Because one problem I was having was I was viewing all this on the Apple TV. And when I was clicking on my name, the screen would go blank. And I since worked out what that was, it was because it was trying to go into settings, which Netflix doesn't support on the Apple TV. So I thought, right, let's go back to the desktop, log in, and we'll do a sign out of all accounts just to see what's going on. And that's when it dropped on me. I was, I could get access to my account, but it was all in Portuguese. Again, And not being able to read that. I had to contact Netflix support. And you know what? Well, they were brilliant. Fair plays to them. I spoke to two people there. The first time I said, right, can you change my language settings for me? Does it doesn't seem to be working. And he said, well, where are you, uh, where are you viewing from? Panicking a little bit. I said, the UK. He said, do you ever use a VPN or a proxy? And I said, yeah. So I've got one for work, but I make sure that I log out of it. He said, Ah, well, your account is being accessed right now by someone in Brazil. Let me send you a password reset. So I reset the password, went in, and lo and behold, someone had had access for my account for the last two weeks. Not only were they watching children's stuff, trying to lock me out, but they'd also upped my account. So instead of spending seven dollars ninety nine. I was on the $11.99 a month. So that's all been sorted. And I had to speak to them again just to make sure that I was keeping the grandfather price, not the the new pricing. So it's interesting in a way because how on earth did they get hold of my account details? Now, there is a website called Pwned? Pwned. I don't know how you say it. There is a website where you can go in, put your username in or your password in, to see if you've been the victim of any websites that have been hacked. And sure enough, I was on three of them. So let me just bring up the website here. So breaches that I've apparently been owned in Adobe. Well, there's a surprise. In October 2013, 153 million Adobe accounts were breached, each containing an internal ID, username, email, encrypted password and a password hint in plain text. The compromised data, email addresses, password hints, passwords and usernames. Then there's also a Bitcoin Security Group Gmail dump. In September 24, a large dump of nearly 5 million usernames and passwords were posted to a Russian Bitcoin forum, Whilst commonly reported as a 5 million Gmail passwords. a dump also contained 123,000 Yandex.ru addresses. Whilst the breach remains clear, the breach credentials were confirmed by multiple sources as correct, albeit a number of years old. Right. Compromised data there. Email address. Passwords. Then in December 2010, and I've got no idea why I'm on this website. Gawker uh, was hacked. No idea. Apparently they do something with Gorka and 4chan. I don't know. I don't remember going on there. But one of their websites or two of their websites, Gizmodo and Lifehacker, were hacked. So there could have been a chance I used that password on there back then. I don't the compromised email. The data there was email addresses, passwords, and usernames. And finally, XSplit 2013. They were hacked, and the compromised data there was email addresses, names, password, username. What worries me is two things: one, these companies getting hacked, and they're quite there's some big names there, especially Adobe. But really, is anyone surprised that Adobe got hacked? Two, have I really been using that same password for all those years? That's worrying. So I have been looking at things like LastPass and all that sort of stuff, but they just don't really seem to integrate with Safari or on the Mac or anything like that. So if you have any suggestions for password keepers, reminders, storers, loggers, or whatever it is that they're called, do let me know via this website, essentialmac.co.uk, or send me a Twitter at Oceanspeed. Recently in the news, one story has caught my eye about Apple is looking to create iTunes, iTunes customer exclusive TV content. A report here by the street.com, a website I'd never heard of until the other day, says that the Cupertino giant is frustrated by not being able to get all the content deals that it wants, so it's going to look at creating its own. Which is probably the most useless story that I've heard in ages, because Apple is in the content delivery and hardware business, not the content creation business. My thought on this has been if they were gonna get into creating and producing, they've got the biggest platform out them of them all of iTunes. So why are they not set up like an independent label? Or maybe they have, but I've certainly never heard of it. So If they were going to do it, surely they would do it by now. It's like saying Apple will start getting into the app business and selling their own apps. Well, they do, but a lot of people do it better than them. Also, Apple has one distinct advantage that no other company, I would say, maybe on the planet has, which is their brand identity. Look at some of the shows on Netflix, House of Cards, The Four, Uh, Other shows have been 24 and a whole host of TV shows where A, they either show Apple hardware in use or B, try as they might by putting stickers over the back, stickers over the front, you're always going to know they're using an Apple product. So why would they want to get into the content creation business when they've got so much in terms of product placement and marketing to fall back on, which is probably going to be a lot less, a lot less stress and hassle than creating content. Seriously, it makes sense. Unless, of course, you've got some vested interest like the street.com who, well, any website that starts uh, writing these reports and they've got stock tickers and Apple starts to mention Apple shares price. Well, their credibility sort of goes down the drain with me. You can find more information on that story, including links to the original source, on my website, essentialmac.co.uk. And why don't we go to John Nemo at the MyMac.com website for another Nemo's Hardware Store. And this week, he's got a couple of guests with him.
2: Over to you, John. Welcome back to Nemo's Hardware Store. We have two special guests. Nice to see you, Sheba. Hi. Hi, John B. Hello. Glad to have you here at Nemo's Hardware Store.
3: Glad to be here.
2: In front of you, you have the kids wireless headphones with hard case the company is puro sound that's p-u-r-o-s-o-u-n-d dot com and we will have the links on our show notes uh, even though they're called kids do they fit an adult head john
3: yes they're surprisingly comfortable uh, given that they are kids heads headphones what do you think sheba
0: pretty comfortable a little squeezy but pretty comfortable so
2: you think they're for either small-headed adults or normal-headed children? Yes. Yes. The price is $80 in the United States. Can you describe them briefly since this is an audio podcast?
3: They're finished in a brushed aluminum with uh, white leather ear cups and a really nice leather head um, headband that's also white leather with a bit of um, it's a squishy kind of foam that's actually really comfy on the head. So they're comfortable... Both on the head and on the ears? Yes, tremendously comfortable. How
2: do you tell which is the left and the right earpiece?
3: It is ingeniously, they have huge letters on the inside cups for right and left marked on the inside RL. And how do you connect them with Bluetooth
2: and turn it on and charge them up and stop and start and all that sort of stuff?
3: It couldn't be any more simple. You just have an on and off switch and a Bluetooth switch. Uh, Once you turn them on, click the Bluetooth switch. And on your mobile device, it will pop up in the Bluetooth uh, connection program, and you're all set to go.
2: And being kids' headphones, they have a volume limiter on it, which is a good idea. But when they're cranked all the way up, are they still plenty loud?
3: Still plenty loud. Uh, Beautiful soundstage, very clear highs. Uh, The bass is surprisingly good for a closed earphone.
2: Good. I consider the bass
3: to be exceptionally smooth. Yes, I would agree. but you
2: had a comment about the sweet spot in the middle for the vocals and the instrumentals. What was your thinking on that?
0: I felt like the vocals were a little far away sounding, a
2: little recessed. Yes, they didn't have the frontal presence. They did not. Okay, so that would, so you'd want to adjust that in the equalizer?
0: Yeah, I would want to change that because I feel like it was very high and low. Heavy and kind of missing that mid-range a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: So you'd either want to do that in equalizer or make sure you did that in one of your presets on one of your audio playback software devices. Yeah. Good. What else would you like to add, Shiba? Want to talk about the case and the packaging and the styling?
0: They, they look great. They look very mod and clean lines and white and silver. And they come with a really cool, round, sturdy zipper case that is worth the price alone so i think visually they're great uh they seem really comfy i would probably not get the kids ones i would probably get the adult size because the kids one was squeezing me a little bit but other than that they're very cushy they have nice cushioning on the ear part and they have a nice cushioning on the headband part too
2: and i see they come with both a charging cable a micro usb
3: and also an audio aux cable for people who don't want to use bluetooth Yes they do. I would I would also add just the accessories for the price, uh, the aesthetics I think fit very nicely with um with Apple's aesthetics or or many of the Samsung, many of the Android phones with the brushed aluminum and the leather. And I think for the price, I don't think I've seen a better value um including this, this amazing hard shell case. Uh, all the accessories in, in terms of the uh, cables. and I, I think they've really done a great job on this product.
2: They come in two other color schemes. There's a tan and a brown, and then there's a black and a silver. Between the three, would you get the white-looking one, the tan-looking one, or the black one if you were buying it for yourself, Sheba?
0: I like the tan because it matches my brown leather iPhone case.
3: John, what about you? I would stick with this white and uh, brushed aluminum to fit with my white iPhone 6.
2: When it's inside the case, is it sort of bulky or does it fold and go into a very compact form? It
3: it goes into a very compact form. I was really surprised with how um, ergonomic it is once they're in there. It fits really nicely and slides right into a backpack or a uh, suitcase very nicely.
2: What do you think about the complaint that some of the other reviewers had that it didn't have that articulated
3: arm like the overpriced Beats headphones do? I'd personally prefer these over the Beats. I think that, uh, that getting these controls on the cup, I think, are really the main, the main draw here for me. Uh, being able to control the volume, turn them on and off, just by reaching up um, to the ear cup, I think, is one of its, its, its biggest draws. So the only suggestion you
2: had would be to make the mid-range with the vocals and the instruments a little bit more present, Sheba?
0: Yes, that's my only complaint.
3: John, any other suggestion for PuroSound.com? No, I think they've done a terrific job here with this. Uh, for children, I, I can't think of a better headphone out there that I've seen. Or adults? Or adults, yes, for that matter.
2: Any other closing comments from either of you?
3: Just very impressed with them. I I was unfamiliar with the company, and I think looking at them next to Beats, they outperform a headphone that's twice the price, if not more. I
0: I might actually buy a pair of the bigger (laughs) ones, because I really like them. They sound good. They look really cool. They have a nice case. They're not too expensive. They're comfortable. I have no complaints about them.
2: And how would you equalize the sound? How would you adjust it for your listening to improve that mid-range?
0: I would go in my EQ settings in my iPhone and play around and see which one sounds the best, which I haven't done, but I would do that. Good.
2: Are,
3: there, are there a vocal boost or a treble boost? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would maybe. probably do that, yeah. Maybe Good. that would work.
2: Okay, thank you, Sheba. Thank you, John. And thank you, Puro Sound for the kids' wireless headphones with hard case. And we will have the buying and the information links on our website for this episode of Nemo's Hardware Store.
1: Thank you once again, John, for another cracking Nemo's Hardware Store. You can find out more about the company and the products via purosound.com. That's P U R O S O U N D.com. And of course, you can purchase via our Amazon link. By using our Amazon link, you help support the show. If you use that link, make a purchase. And it doesn't have to be something that you've just heard in Nemo's Hardware Store whatever you buy we get a very small kickback from amazon it doesn't cost you a thing it doesn't take any extra work all you have to do is click on our link there's no extra charge added on top there's no feature to tick or untick the price isn't bumped up at checkout all you have to do shop is normal. It's that easy. So if you're shopping on a daily, weekly, monthly or whenever basis, maybe you're thinking of getting an Amazon Prime subscription. If you use a link, you know that you're going to help the show. And it's much appreciated as well. A handy hint that I've also found this week is how to enable offline dictation. Now, there is a slight caveat with this. You do need one of the new shine is. So this will only work with the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. You can use dictation even if you aren't connected to the internet. And like I said, it's only available for those latest devices. All you have to do is go to system preferences, general, keyboard and turn on dictation. Once enabled, you can do dictation in most entry fields by tapping on the microphone as normal and speaking. Although, you won't be able to use Siri for any... Well, obviously, really, which is a pain in the ass because back in the days before we had Siri, as in always-on Siri, you could, you could say, call someone or um, even just play music and you didn't need an internet connection. Uh, and I, I really miss that feature, especially here when I all seem to go through a blank spot whenever I'm trying to use Siri. So that's a handy hint. Again, that's over on the essentialmac.co.uk website. If you're looking for something to watch in the next few days, then the Steve Jobs biopic is now available on iTunes. The Danny Boyle biopic of Steve Jobs may not be liked particularly by the likes of Tim Cook or Eddie Q, but it's been liked by a load of other people and styled some big names such as Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Is that right? I don't know. Kate Winslet, Seth Rogen. Oh, Lord, really? And quite a another of people, quite a load of few people as well. It's gotten a decent review on the Rotten Tomatoes website of coming in on 86% and 77% of user reviews. And what's on Amazon is ranking a rather nice 7.4 out of 10. Obviously, there isn't really going to be much in there that we don't already know. But if you're looking for a bit of an entertaining Steve Jobs romp, and hopefully this is going to be the last time that someone tries to cash in on him. You can find that on the iTunes store and again in the show notes. And I think that's going to be a show because I'm planning to record one tomorrow. Hopefully with a the guest tomorrow being Friday the 5th. That all depends if XCOM 2 lands on my doorstep. Uh, and even if it does, I will still be recording the show. So... All that means to me to say is you can, of course, get in touch with me via the website at essentialmac.co.uk or via the Twitter at Oceanspeed. We do have a uh, Twitter for the website, so if you want to join the firehose, get that one on the Essential Mac, sorry, at Essential Mac of Twitter. And, of course... If you like, leave us a review. It's been so long now that the music I had lined up has actually disappeared from my system. So if you do want to, if you can, if you can spare a moment, then head on over to iTunes, leave us a review, and know that you've done something good in the world. And so until the next show, all that remains to be to say is take care, everyone, have a good one, enjoy the weekend, the new show will be out soon, and ta-da. Cheerio, everyone.